Welcome back to Work the Podcast. It's me, your host, Justin. And today I'm talking with Jesse Davis about our first job at Plain Trade Video Games. Jesse and I were in high school when we started working here at this buy and sell game shop, which was a dream come true for both of us being avid gamers at that age. Um, this was a such a fun opportunity when I was in high school. Uh, it's also a fun opportunity to record with Jesse in person again. Um, long time followers of me, feels weird to say. Um, if you've listened to my shows in the past, you'll know that Jesse was one of my co-hosts for previous podcast shows. Um, but it was fun just to have him on as a guest this time around. Um, just reminiscing about stuff we did when we were at a in high school working at a game shop. Um, I did want to mention, because this never got brought up in the show, that we, just how much we were getting paid, um, which I feel like is, is important to, to know, especially in a show like this where you're talking about um, kind of like entry-level customer service, e-jobs, jobs that no one really wants to do, but kind of have to get done for the most part. Realistically, this job probably could have been done by a website, but that's neither here nor there. We were getting paid $10 an hour, and in high school, that was a lot, um, especially since most of that job was, you know, kind of fooling around, doing stuff that we really shouldn't have been doing, um, and then just kind of playing games. Cause the whole... Uh, way that the store was set up was that it, you know so there was um eight screens eight televisions set up and underneath each television was a different uh, game console and you were encouraged as the customer you were encouraged to kind of like pick a game out on the shelf and you could ask the the clerk uh, if you wanted to try it out um so it kind of resulted in this when there was people there it was almost like an arcade where there was just a bunch of children just playing games or adults too. You know, since we were in a strip mall, we were close to a lot of other food places and what would end up happening would be like a lot of uh, just other people would just come in and just kill time in here, which as a high schooler who has no stake in the store is totally fucking fine with me. I wasn't making any commission. Um, But then when there wasn't anyone in there or anything else to do, you would just end up playing a lot of games. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was fun. Um, and we kind of, we mentioned this, but this was in, we mentioned this time period in video game history. And if anyone is familiar with that era of video games, um, this was at the more or less the height of the console wars. I realize that like the, these debates still happen. Um, but this was in 2008, 2009. And in this era of games, when G4 was a full-fledged TV station and the internet was like not quite what it is today, um, a lot of the like mindset of gamers was like my console is better than yours your console sucks this game is cool this game i mean don't get me wrong i think that has always existed and it still very much exists today but given that there was a um you know the espn of video games was still on air i think that um it, it was just you know the idea that like, oh, the Xbox is shittier than the PlayStation was just was kind of just everywhere. And we get into this a little bit in the show where, where we are helping adults decide like what uh, console to buy for their kids. Um, and, you know, we're kind of, at least I was very much like tainted by that idea of like, there's a top console when as an adult now, it's, it doesn't... F- really it doesn't fucking matter it's all computers and it's all video games you're gonna have fun regardless of which one you buy 
Um, anyway, I'm, I don't even know what I'm trying to get into here. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, what am I doing? I'm not recording an outro. Hey, I hope you like it. Um, and, uh, I'll see you at the end of the pod. Or maybe I'll give you an opportunity to introduce yourself here. That might, how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know what your listeners know about your past work or my involvement in past work, but if we're talking about let's, let's related assume, to work. Right. Okay. In related to work, let's assume my listeners don't know anything, which they don't. Um, who are you and what do you do now? Um, I'm Jesse. I... I am a project manager and ERP systems manager, which are titles I never thought I would have um, in my life until I was handed them. Um, and that all is related to STEM science. And I am a fortunate fool because in high school I fell in love with plants of a medicinal variety, of a cannabis variety, but also of a larger thing. And I knew I wanted to study the chemistry behind plants and here I am still related to cannabis and the chemistry of plants just in a role that is completely different than I was trained for in school wow interesting I want to ask you so much more about that but that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about when you were in high school and you found a love of plants sort of sort of um let's <laughs> So what in high school, you and I both worked together at our first job. Like when you say you had your, this is your first job. This was like, technically I was 15 when I started. So technically a little illegal, but there was like a handshake agreement with a, a father. I'm pretty sure I was like, you pay me and I'll pay him or something. <laughs> I don't remember how I got my first paycheck, but oh yeah, I it was that early. That. It was that, it was that early. It was the first job. Wow. Okay. Um, and this first job was video game retail clerk. Yeah, we set was the that? store up, dude. We yeah, okay. So we did set the store up. We not only did we clean it and organize it, but we literally helped this place, like build like, out. Build yeah. out. Yeah, is yeah. that what it's called? So you know, from where I sit now, I can tell that we were hired at build out. So we had we had no involvement of anything that comes before build out. So it wasn't quite first thing that happens, but realistically, after construction we were hired right okay so but when we were in high school what did that look like to us though because i remember walking in and it was like okay this is an empty building and there's a man sitting outside offering high schoolers jobs i think it's important to know that that location before it was a video game store was my like childhood favorite sandwich shop because we're leaving out another detail which was this shop was at the end of my childhood home street so it wasn't like my first job in like just a normal 21st century way, but it was almost like a 20th century way where my first job was literally the end of the block, literally the end of the block. So I, yeah. I totally forgot that that used to be a big town hero. Uh -huh. oh, so my used God. Be, it used to be a sandwich. That's such place. a good sandwich place. So the, the place where we stood anyway. as clerks used to be where as like a little fucking kid, I ordered tuna fish sandwiches. Important detail. Very important detail. Tuna fish. I never ate their tuna. I always had turkey at Big Down Hero. Um, but that's not important to, to this story. Okay, so this place was like you remember it like growing and changing. and Because like at one point, the shopping center, like it had a whole like makeover at one point, mm -hmm. I remember. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so this place kind of felt like... I don't even know this is important, but it's good. It's, it's, getting the background it's all out. like sense memory. Like I'm, I'm painting a picture here of like what it was like to be in high school in Portland before. Um, so when before we the coronavirus, sorry. So we started, we built out the store, which was essentially like helping the manager place where the racks would go from like a, we were the subject matter experts. Again, a word for my job now on video game shopping. You know, we were consumers of video games. We were helping him decide what would make sense for a consumer. For, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So, wait. So, on the, your application then, 
Like, did you put down video game expert? No, I think we just walked down the end of my street and we're like, what are you building? And he said, video game store. And I play video games. Do you want a job? Okay. I think that was pretty much how it went. I don't think there was ever an interview. Okay. No, there was a brief interview. Okay. Really? So, but this, no, so sorry. This is how I remember it. Okay, so go. I remember getting a call from you one day after high school saying there is an empty building at the end of my street and a guy is just gave me a job at his video game store. And I said, fuck yeah. And I ran over there. I like, I remember I had a, it was, I was, remember I was wearing my Shin Megami Tensei three shirt. Perfect. That, that was, it was a, um, bootleg. Rock solid. Rock it was solid. about a, f- what's the, <laughs> So you like, had a bootleg video game shirt. I had on? a bootleg video game shirt, but if you <laughs> that was it, your interview, it was so fucking corny. I, I realized this isn't part of about this isn't like good about the show, but the shirt itself was like when I say bootleg, it was like wow, that is a bootleg. Shirt. Like you really wanted some SMT merch, anyway. So I'm, I walked up with that and saying like, my, you just gave like my friend a job. Like, are you getting like, are you hiring right now? He's like, yeah. Like, here's a resume. He was on the phone, and I put. So, the, okay, this is what I'm getting at, though. <laughs> Please. I remember putting down that I had outdoor school experience because I had no other job experience prior to this. I had no volunteering experience. Wait. Yeah, I had no volu- I don't think I had any volunteering experience. I think outdoor school was my volunteering experience. Um, but he knew what that was. And I think that was something that he was he recognized and was like, oh, I can kind of trust. Introduce manager's children introduced the theory that I'm pretty sure manager built video game store for one of his children as a way of uh, divorcee trying to get his child to love him. I'm pretty sure introduced conspiracy now. Um, Conspiracy? Conspiracy. Or we can call it Inception. I don't know. But one of the manager's children was a little younger than us, very into video games. And I think this was a project of love as someone who had... The ability to open a business and not worry about a return. Oh, yeah. No, I 100% think that that's why he had opened this store. Wait, so do you think that part of hiring us was to get his son friends? Yes. Whoa. What? Okay. Yeah, hindsight, that's, completely. That's insane because when I went off to go like to college, like to go sleep over at college... His son somehow ended up as my roommate, and I do not know how that happened well, for, for the night. Said manager, um, in hindsight, considering that we're jumping ahead a little, but I think it's a good story. Um, while I was working there late at night, there is a um, a lot of shops on this uh, on 99W um, that are most likely fronts, but some of them are just authentic businesses like strip clubs, and so. Um, the strippers who had children would often come get video games before or after a shift for their kids. And they had great tactics to get me a... Uh, a, a horny 15-year-old mo- boy. <laughs> to give them whatever discount they wanted on video games, to the extent that that is actually how I met my favorite drug dealer in high school, because Tyrone came in with one of these women, and he got them both a very good deal on, I think, a PlayStation 2. It wasn't a new console, but it was what she could afford. And he, through asking me if I like to get stoned, made it all happen for them. So I'm rounding this out by saying I'm pretty sure our manager uh, was aware of the situation on Barber Boulevard and was taking advantage of other things that we don't know. Because did you know that manager owned several pizza places at the time he owned the video game store? I was aware of that. Pizza places are historically fronts. Huh, go figure. Yeah, especially the franchises. Wow, now I feel like a uh, pawn in a bigger game. I feel like most of the places, I'm going to discover that most of the places that I worked at over the course of this podcast were actually fronts for something else. Um, So, cool. All right. I think we've set the tone for what the workplace was like. Yes, it was... um, a video game, you buy and sell video game shop off the side of the a busy highway running through the suburbs of Portland. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think we kind of, I'll go through my questions kind of uh, stumbly because this isn't great, graceful. Um, we kind of already covered this, but it sounds like you 
didn't work anywhere else before this. So when you showed up for that job application, because I'm assuming you filled out a job application. I I don't remember. Did you have but a resume? I've had a coma since then, so oh, God only knows what that. I remember specifically about that moment. But this right. is good for me having a, a uh, anyway. Go okay. on, please. Okay, so I it sounds like you you had no previous experience. You were mostly hired because you loved video games, and if I was to say it. Um, I have always been disciplined to work in my household. So whether that was legitimately working on a construction site with my dad or volunteering during the summers to keep me busy. So I don't know how much of that came before in reference to a video game job, but for the sake of it, my first paycheck, you know, first tax reported income is the beginning of my SSN, right? (laughs) Before that, it's just he got born. Now we can start collecting taxes on this mofo. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, well, anyway. Um, yeah, now you can start collecting taxes on on a fool. Um, so when you first show, when you first showed up for the first day then, because it sounds like you have, you have like a history of like working your house. Like work is like important to your household where you grew up. Very much. Um, did you feel qualified when you first showed up? Did you feel like I got? I know what I'm doing. I fucking got this. Um, I remember on day one when we started selling stuff, feeling that no, I don't know what to do with a customer in this room. But everything up to that day, I think I was overly confident, mm-hmm. to be honest, because all we were doing was putting games in rows and unboxing essentially Christmas over and over for weeks. That's right. That was such but, a magical, like, what's in this box? Oh, games for the Wii. Six games for Xboxes. the PlayStation 3. Yeah, six Xboxes. <laughs> yeah. But the first customer, yeah, like, oh, no. Like, what is... But the manager was there for some of those first moments. So that, I think, evened out the, like, oh, shit that ran through my brain. But, yeah. Uh, I definitely didn't feel... Uh, like I had any actual training at that moment. Like I knew how to use the POS system. I knew my goal was to sell and buy video games from people, but it suddenly felt like there was no training. Mm. Do you remember meeting our coworkers for the first time? Mm, Not particularly the first time. No, I don't really remember meeting them for the first time. I just, the only memory I have is um, knowing that these were kids from school like you knew of them, but suddenly these kids who are like random faces in the hallway are now like, like you have to depend on them to, for a, to a certain extent. <laughs> I mean, we were the youngest by at least a year and a half. Um, like I remember it was like the year of sophomore year that we worked there the most. And they were seniors that were our coworkers, except for the one guy who was like not in high school, which good life for him, right? Mmm, yummy. Can you imagine? Can you, can you imagine being can you imagine being on the same level at a video game store as two sophomores and two seniors in high school? I think he made like a a, a higher level at some point, but God only knows that would have been rough. Oh, that would, that's one thing that I want to kind of explore. Yeah. Cause like suddenly you're thrown into this environment where, yeah, you are on all on the same level. And like some of these kids who are younger than you, where you've, you're used to like in that school environment, the older you get, the more responsibility you have an idea of someone that much younger than you potentially having much more responsibility than you that has to feel like so shitty, but at the same, yeah. So I don't remember meeting them, but I remember most of their quirks because we had to like you'd either clean up after them or they would be like coming in for the half half an hour over you know right? like you yeah yeah for coverage yeah no i was constantly coming in after people and finding just stuff not done i mean which (laughs) should we get into our tasks as yeah let's get into our tasks um so let's get into an average day uh so this is what i remember as a high schooler so after school, we at this point, we had cell phones. For those who are unaware, yes, we could text each other and call each other. Uh, I don't know why I'm it's good. Keep saying going. that. I'm sorry. Um, 
fucking I don't know who your listeners are. I don't know who my listeners are. I've got some people in Germany. I've got a lot of people in America. Um, (laughs) None of you have replied or have uh, uh, responded to my calls to action clearly. This, This feels private. You anyway, should do this at the post. I should take. do this at this the is, end of this. This is a post take. Anyway, anyway, I don't need to know. No, you don't need to know about my call and response. Um, okay, so after getting out of high school, we we would usually go get stoned in the woods somewhere. And when I say woods, the parks of Portland, Oregon, are very wooded and very muddy. So it it very much feels like you are in the woods, even though technically you're in the middle of the suburbs. Yeah, for someone who now lives in Sacramento, there's nothing like that and if there was we would call it the woods as well like if for all intensive purposes you feel like you're in the woods after the first 30 yards yeah yeah you can't see the houses there's a good chance you're gonna see wildlife like there's creeks running through shit that's that's what we're talking about so we would go out there and you know this is portland this is back when portland actually had rain and it would usually be we'd be wet and we would be muddy and i remember at one point our co-workers were like what the fuck do you guys do your shoes are always muddy your pants are always muddy, and you come in here coming to work I'm like I, i'm not mad i just want to know what you do yeah where do you think we lived like you knew i lived up the street so like just bog people right yeah and they knew that we went to the same high school so they're yeah well he i'm sure I think I think it's it's very hard to imagine because that was like the days where you still put like eye drops in and you're still hyper paranoid about being stoned too. So it's not like we were cool as cucumbers coming in there. It wasn't ob- if it wasn't obvious to him, then I don't know how ignorant or naive someone can be about hiring high schoolers like Oh, totally. <laughs> which which brings me to a later point is that like when we eventually like did get caught there, like with weed on the premises, it was like looking back on it, it was like we got so much grace and like leeway <laughs> in that event. Um, but anyway, so our day our day to day though, um, we what we so we would show up and there usually be stuff to do, which I don't know how much you remember of like what there I can, was. Like, oh, to should do. I go through it? Should yeah. I go through it? All go right, ahead. so uh, fronting. Okay. There's some very minimal fronting because it was more like people would take games down and bring them to the county and put them back, like whatever. There was unboxing, which was rarer and rarer for employees because I think the manager liked to have Christmas time. Um, There's obviously buying and selling games, which you would have hoped we did more of. um, And I will just put uh, that as some foreshadowing. And then there was honestly one of our jobs was playing games. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's other menial stuff like intake, you know, like all the bullshit that happened after you, you bought something, um, bought something from the customer. Yeah. Uh, I think we all had cleaning tasks. Mm -hmm. Some had to be done daily, some weekly. Yeah. That's everything. Except if it was super slow in the late days, he would make us put on a costume and go down to the busy highway and wave a sign around. And there's a great story about this, which is. Our stoner friend next door in the pizza place. Remember, we're talking about busy highway, so just picture it, right? She's down there with her dreadlocks sticking out of a giant pizza costume, and I put on the Spider-Man costume, and I go down there and battle her as if Spider-Man's defeating a giant evil pizza, and we have never gotten so many honks, and it was it was so rewarding. I really wish it was the days where everyone had a camera because I would have my 15 minutes of fame you would ham it up yeah no shit have it shit like that would, would have it. go all over tiktok but i have to think that our corporate overlords wouldn't let that happen and be like we can't have the at&t fight the verizon like, <laughs> actually no think about it because they're all they would probably repost on their twitter that's like who's point. gonna win play and train or bellagio play and trade or yeah <laughs> My money's on Spider-Man and Mario. I don't know. Those dreads were pretty sick vicious. Right. They were very, yeah. They'd whip you around. Yeah. Um, I have so many side quests about that person, too. So many side quests. Yeah, like that that woman put uh, would plant weed seeds in her hair and just let them, like, sprout. It's like she would, like, you know, keep plants alive in her hair. Uh, like a fucking <laughs> wood nymph. Make sure Jesus. you get your pizza with extra dread crumples. Mm, extra dreads in my pizza. Yummy. Um, so those are the tasks anyway, I remember. 
the yeah, last so, one being the most entertaining. Oh, the uh, the sign dancing stuff. Yeah, because yeah. after a while, test playing video games, you were just like, "This is this isn't what I want to do while I'm working," because I want to do this for fun at home. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. Yeah. So okay, wait. So you didn't play that many games while you were there? Honestly, no. I would just do the the high schooler thing at some point and use the work computer to do homework, and then not have any homework, and then do drugs instead of doing homework. <laughs> it was pretty. It's pretty simple plan. Um, but yeah, at some point I was like, no, I want to play video games for fun in my free time, and this place sucks the life out of video games. So, yeah, I was like, cause like a, just a clerk job. At some point, the early year there was way more about the video games. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I definitely remember. I mean, I felt like I would bring my own games and play them there, like because I could just put a save on a thumb drive and I would just play like my Fallout save. And then if some kid came in, I would put it down and then do a quick quick check out my Fallout save, kid. Like this is what this game looks like when you're sixty hours in. No, I do think that some kids legitimately enjoyed that because, like, they had all this content unlocked. But they would, mm-hmm. they man, they were always dissing my character, like, oh, it was this stupid ass helmet he's got on. Um, yeah, the kids were the worst customers. Those for kids, sure. do you? There was this one time this kid came in, traded in, I don't know, uh, seven games and got like five bucks for it all. No, it's probably more, um, but very little. It was very little. But he used all of that money to buy bottles of coca-cola he wasn't the only one okay yeah there was a there were probably a lot of little kids coming in selling their games and just buying candy i remember it being common enough i remember being grateful i got an allowance when i was younger yeah Mm -hmm. i'd hate to have to sell all my games just to afford fucking candy yeah so that's a bummer Okay, sorry. Um, no, but some okay. So some of the common tasks though were like cleaning the games because I remember you know you would come you come into the store and there'd usually be like a box of games. Someone you know either the people were too busy on the previous shift to get to any of them, or there was they had like just come in and there was like stuff to you know games to clean. Do you remember cleaning a lot of like consoles or like using that machine in the back to scrub? The yeah, discs that clean? was what I was gonna bring up. Is yeah. the the probably most budget version of a disc cleaner possible because I got to imagine that like a GameStop has something a little bit better than that. Oh yeah. But yeah, I remember there was the other thing too, where not only did you have to clean the disc, you had to clean the console sometimes. Like you had to use that dumb like disc reader thing that was like probably made for a DVD player, but was trying to be ripped off for, like a ps3 or whatever whatever. yeah (laughs) are we doing the right thing but i in relationship to that i remember a few times i don't know if it was always the same ones of us but taking in a console that didn't actually work because we were in a hurry Mm. i remember doing that yeah and that was oh my god i meant like the dread i would feel like knowing that i like oh no I, i i fucked up at work like it's not, am I going to like be able to come in the next day or, you know, like, am I going to, are they going to trust me ever again? But like, they had so much trust for us, even if the console was fucking busted, because I think he would just pawn off to another guy who would fix it and then sell it back to him or something. Yeah. It wasn't like the end of the day for that console, but I do remember one more task that pertains to that and it pertains to the level of responsibility we had. You know, we also closed out the register the till. oh yeah like that to me looking back is probably the task that increased my confidence the most like right. being a clerk was just sort of like a validation that i can talk to humans you know like yeah. doing inventory is looking at a spreadsheet that's printed on a clipboard and then putting the numbers into the spreadsheet after you've written them down on the clipboard like middle school grade yeah. person can do it for you you know selling a video game especially like upselling a video game yeah then that was like the test but i don't think i really learned anything i think it just validated because no one trained us how to do it it was you just figured you... it out yeah <laughs> but it was the register and putting the money away that was like oh like i can do this even if i'm stoned as fuck i'm trusted to do this i'm trusted to put in the numbers and to write down a little journal and to put it in the safe and lock the door at night and set the code and 
Like, yeah. So, yeah, but not always were the employees of Play and Trade <laughs> being very honest about that, that process. I know. It's like, were, were our coworkers, like, were they truly, like, um, trying to be... Uh, Wow, the word escapes me right now. But were they just like trying to be dicks, or do you think that they were just being like high schoolers and trying to see what they can get away with? Malicious, like they weren't actively trying to be malicious against our the guy who owned the place, though. They were just like, "There's no one else here, and I can just take this copy of Crackdown because we have seven other copies of Crackdown, and they're never gonna get sold." So good name drop too. Yeah. <laughs> um. If I was going to guess, I think there was a lack of respect. Not so much malicious, but a lack of respect. And I think part of that is even if you join a video game store and you know it's a joke for yourself, but you see the manager treating it as a joke, then I think you just don't respect it. I know that's where my shadiness came from in relationship to the pilfering or slow like account accumulation um, processes in that store. Right. That's right. You, cause you could trade in games, quote, trade in games for like two bucks here, three bucks here. I don't remember that. That's I, how I actually, now I'm thinking about it, how I would do most of the like thievery, yep. <laughs> but, but I only took fucking but, monster energy drinks and sour Skittles. So. Hold on. So here's the clutch, clutch point. Yeah. There was no database that said what value you should buy the game that's for. That's correct. So that is where you would do it is you would essentially Give the customer a fair price, but in the system, you would just put eight more dollars on it. And then those eight dollars would go into a separate account via intaking one of their games in your hand, but not putting it on their receipt. So unless they looked at their receipt and saw they sold that game, they wouldn't know. know, And the inventory is right. And there's now eight dollars on a dummy account. And those dollars continue to pile and that's one way that I know it happened. Mm-hmm. I know the reason some of our employees were straight out fired was because they didn't do all the rigmarole. They just straight up took a game like you're describing. It just, we don't need seven copies. I'll take this one, you know? Um, but I think he probably would have been fine until one of them took a new thing, which is what I do know for sure is why oh. two of them got fired, where they were taking brand new inventory. Right. So that might be them doing self-destructive yeah. behavior because at that point they were supposed to be freshmen in college oh, and so right. if those yeah. employees watched their friends go off to college while well, they stayed working in a bunk ass video game store next to a pizza parlor off the side of a highway uh-huh yeah. yeah wow yeah that i i really did not like think about my other co-workers that much because like, i always have this i mean i thought about them but i always had this image in my head of like oh well they're older than me and they're they're automatically more responsible and better than me like i was so looking back on it like naive in high school about like how like just other people like yeah. were in the world especially like when it comes like to co-workers thinking that like oh they must there's there's all this stuff to do that must mean that they had they were so busy that they couldn't get to that stuff yeah in the middle of so the day on a work doing day it. Yeah. yeah a super busy time at 11 o'clock on a wednesday on the side of a highway <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, even the few people who were coming in weren't buying anything. They were there because they were waiting on their pizza. Yep. Yeah. Or their wife to get her nails done. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a gun store next door. There was the nail salon. There was like a Taco Del Mar. Like. Oh, that was when it was still Taco Del Mar too. Is it yeah, still right. Taco Del? Oh, it's no, a hero it's... place. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to dox Dude, your family. The, we but. should just get to the end since we're talking about the food that's down at the end of the street now, which is the video game store is now a Thai food restaurant. Right. How does this happen? I.e., how do you make Thai food inside of a video game restaurant? I mean, I know it's just got to be a kitchen back I mean, you there. Put a but you know what I mean? There like, is it just like retrofit a, something here and there? Yeah, I'm just messing around. It's, okay, it's yeah. weird that it was a sandwich place and then a video game store and then a gun place and now Wait, a Thai I, food place. I thought it was an insurance place at one point, like an H and R Block. Uh-huh. That's not H. That's not. Insurance. Oh yeah, I think you're right. There was Any, another one in there. But anyway, yeah, it was very strange to see it become a gun store. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now it's more food and whatever. But yeah, um, but we're skipping all the way to the end. Sorry, we I hinted at something earlier, which was we got like so complacent in this 
place just with like not being, I don't know about you, but like I, if I didn't do something, I would only hear about it from myself. True. I never heard about like, you didn't vacuum tonight from the boss. The only thing I ever heard about from the boss was like, Hey, the till was off $5. What's up with that? I don't know. I just, I printed out the thing and I wrote down the numbers. I remember it being about his mood. I remember when something was going wrong in his home life and this changed when he got a new girlfriend in the second year we worked there. But in the first year, if the floor didn't look vacuumed when he opened, because he often opened after we closed, he would say something. But when his lady friend started distracting him, and I think that's when he hired the older than high school person to work there and open for him, that person never said anything to us. Because they probably needed something to do in the morning. That's fair. Yeah. Well, he was also, like, he wasn't our supervisor by any no, means. Everyone just, was on the same level. He was just yeah. hired to open, I think. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I remember he would kind of man the store while our boss did, like, business ownery stuff. Yeah. And he was only, yeah, the only reason he was there, because, yeah, because he wasn't in high school during the day. Um. Okay, so, yeah, we got so complacent there that we eventually, what, I think my one of my friends came over. He had a brand new vaporizer, and, like, I don't even remember how, he, like, we got caught. Um, because we were going in and out of that back room. Like, that back room was just, like, oh, it was the funny stuff back here. But. It was the piece of paper in the trash that we didn't take out. In other words, if we actually took the trash out that night, we wouldn't have gotten caught. But it was our laziness for not taking the trash out that had weed whatever on it that probably just smelled that we couldn't smell because we were stoned. Because we were baked, yeah. And so it was probably the fact that there was just some crumbly weed smell in the trash and you know you're coming in that's supposed to be done and you're like well why is the trash not and you're, oh it smells oh look uh, let me check the security camera it's, yeah done yeah yeah laziness and got us laziness and complacency was the right word right <laughs> yes we got we were very complacent at this job because it really felt like we could do, at least for me, like felt like we, I could do no wrong. It doesn't matter whether I sell games or not. It was like, I'm going to be here. And then I like, cause the only time that we ever, I really remember ever getting like reprimanded for anything was when we got like caught with weed and I like, we got, we got banned from the store for a week and or two or whatever. And then I don't know about you, but I told the guy like, Hey, uh, it's going to cost you more money to train a new person than it is to, fire me i think we did that jointly we did it together i'm pretty okay. sure we did that together as like a pushback um but no i think i think that doug expected our parents to do some of the work there because i do remember he made a point to tell both he, of our yes parents he was like yeah i remember him being like oh yeah school comes first like they if they're getting too many hours i can you know cut back or whatever blah 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 all that kind of yeah, he was stuff. a little too connected for comfort to our home lives. Right? Did he have our parents' numbers? Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, just think emergency contact. He that went makes from the sense. beginning. But he never contacted our parents about us having weed in the store, though, right? I no, he contacted mine. Oh, he did. Yeah. Are you sure? I honestly don't remember. Because <laughs> I remember being more in trouble at home than caring about that job because I had gone in there and felt like he knew I was stoned so many times at that point where it was like really vaping in your bathroom is the line I guess right because I would show up baked all the time yeah yeah and motherfucker knew my favorite drug dealer ever that I met in his store so like if you knew this guy independently of me and you saw me coming in with red eyes muddy pants wet legs and you know the song cold 45 you know what I was doing in the park dog or behind the store or yeah. or yeah in the alley behind the store or you know maybe not before work but climbing onto the roof of that store you know because you just hop on top of the dumpster and so up easy. on top of the flat roof you were yeah you just walk up on the store and be like oh cool this is fun you can see we're talking about top. the suburbs of portland i know it sounds cooler than it is but it's just the suburbs of portland we're talking about strip malls yeah just got to make sure the listener knows I hope, I hope they understand like just how like easy it was to grow up. In yes. 
And there's that skylight up there. There's a good right. story about that skylight. Yeah. Um, which that was like, I, this is something that I never expected to happen. Like ever, ever, ever. We, like the place that you work at, like would get broken into. Especially in this way. Especially in this way. Okay. So, um, I never saw the tape, but from my understanding, this is how it played out from the view of the camera. It's shining or it's looking at the center of the store. Mm-hmm. And when suddenly a brick comes down from the skylight onto the ground with like shattered glass and then a rope comes down. Yeah. And the like contrast of the film changes like almost like movie like because now there's more light because there's more through. light coming through. Yeah. Because there was a shaded uh, skylight or whatever. Yeah. And then you see what one guy shimmy down about halfway or maybe you see his leg come into view in the camera. Yeah. You don't you see about his his grip like he's at the top of the frame right? and we should set the scene it is right before christmas and it is snowing outside it's like the memorable snow of high school like it's the year we had the snow in high school because it's portland doesn't snow every year this is when my the bus i was taking to high school slid on the snow and practically crashed and i had to walk the rest of the way because it was blocking the whole road for any other cars to come through. Yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So it was a good night for the robber to pick, but bad conditions to be sliding down from a rope because the next thing you see is him just fall and he's at least 15 feet up. Um, and there's these big, heavy wooden and metal display cases in the center of the store to Look create what you'd more. GameStop. Exactly. And it looks very clearly that his hip lands on the corner of one. And he just lays flat on his back in the store for an uncomfortably long amount of time. Like he he clearly <laughs> thinks to himself, am I, am I better to call for help at this point and go to jail or should I try moving? Like he, and eventually he does. And there's some frantic movement around the shop. But the best part is when we find out all that he took. Do you remember? I thought he took like a handful of games, like two Xboxes. No. Oh, he oh no, he took an empty box. Fuck. No, right? it's not that. Well, it's not that sad. Okay. Well, he may have taken an empty box. I feel like that but just all... had like a power adapter in it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All he got was a PS3 and I'm pretty sure two games and a PS3 controller. Which, to me, tells me he wasn't actually going in there to fucking rob the place. He was going in there to get a Christmas gift for somebody. And motherfucker had a very hard night. Because if you're a shop owner, you don't even go after the person. It's like, they hurt themselves. Insurance is going to pay for that either way. I hope they don't find him. Because it's probably going to a a kid that has a, a fuck up for a dad and... At least they get a PlayStation 3. Yeah, at least they get a fucking Merry Christmas out of it, even though Dad's hobbling around. But yeah, but he just he walked out of that door because it was just locked from the inside. Did he have to break out? I don't think he had to break yeah, out. Yeah, I think he just locked, think, locked it. And, and then walked it and walked away. But yeah, so that's the thing. Is I, I don't know. Like, Did he know where the stuff was? He must have scoped it out or something but i don't know again like all i i mean you see the alarm go off too i mean the thing is he should have just trusted the fact that it's a video game store and the police have bigger problems on a snow-covered night than a video game store break-in i mean all the money was in the safe he could have taken his time but the fact that he may have like broken his hip probably was the reason there was a little bit of expedited behavior or he didn't want to be prosecuted right like he just i'll take what i want to give and hope that they don't come after me which he bet right there so i guess if you need to buy a kid at the game store gift go through the skylight go through the roof i don't yeah no it's there's ice out there right now there is yeah at least now it's yeah the anniversary of the legendary breaking right now um Wow, yeah. So that's that was like yeah, that was pretty much working at Plane Trade. I think how I did had it, how wait, did it end for you? How did it end for me? How do you I, remember it ending? Um at one point I really don't remember it ending. I mostly just remember that 
I was going to go off to school and school started in October. I think I, I think my official last day was on like September 11th. So that's kind of funny. Um, but I remember it very, Oh no, I, that's right. Um, that, that guy, I'm not going to name names, but the kid, that guy with, he had glasses and he was kind of short, had black hair. The older. Sang in the choir, the older guy. Yeah, the older guy. I remember having, I had like some store credit to use up. Mm. And I got, I don't remember the other games that I got. They're very, they're very forgettable. But the one game I do remember was called Henry Hatsworth and the something or other adventure is for the ds the original Check ds a very fun game i highly recommend you emulate it or however you can get your hands on it that you play it listener um it's a really fun combination of like uh like a matchem three kind of like tile game and like an adventure like side scrolling metroid kind of game oh so it's pretty cool um that sounds good for the ds but the other thing I remember getting, though, was a collector's edition of uh, Devil or Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner 2. Full was, circle. Right. Uh, in a original, like in a box that came like with a collectible plushie that came with a collectible um, Raiho, if you know who that is, um, which to this day I have not opened or played whatsoever. I still have it in its box. Wow. Yeah. I never touched it because I, t- I told him, hey, we should order this. And I think he expected me to 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 buy it from him because we ah. had habits of buying games from Drunk, but I never fucking you should, purchased it. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to have to bleep his name if you want to I know. You already said it once. So I'm going oh, to bleep darn. it again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because I remember there was another game I heard on the show X-Play that used to play on G4 that like Snoopy Red Baron or something was like a really fun like multiplayer game and I was like oh Doug this game just came out you should get the Snoopy game for the PlayStation 2 and he and f- since he ordered it, he was like oh yeah the Snoopy game never sold S- Snoopy game never sold Justin <laughs> hey maybe you should buy that Snoopy game Justin <laughs> oh man I never bought it how many different ways did we irritate that man I know but yeah, I really don't remember it being like ceremonious or anything. I just mostly remember now that we're talking about it, like just trying to use up whatever store credit I had there. Put in your two weeks and then essentially yep. switch to that mode. Oh yeah. No, I remember using my store credit on the last day I was there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to imagine that I stuck it out until fall, but I can't imagine I would have done something different than you, but I really don't remember how the end happened at all. Right. I think it was, it was seriously just un, so unceremonious because Doug knew we were going off to college and he was like, okay, well, I guess I got to either hire some more fools or I think like I told my brother to try to get a job there. I don't think that ever worked out. It's so weird to think about how that was like a, an actual fairly stable static thing in high school like i i forget about that that it is kind of fortunate to have had essentially one job from the age you could have one through going off to college especially one like that but in particular like it's weird to think about all the other changes that happened in life around that same time period but it was always just play and trade so i just go work at the video game store for x number of hours a week it was like 15 hours a week it was like I don't know, 12, 15, something like that. Not, it was not a lot, like three hour shows. I feel like 20 was like the big week, right? Like when you had to put 20 and you're like, oh God, how am I going to get that done and smoke weed? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I need to go home and play video games after I'm done working at the video game store. Pretty much, right? Age of Empires 3 is going to play itself. <laughs> oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I really don't remember how it ended. Um, but it's okay, so... Here's what I wanted to do. I'm trying to put out positive vibes in the world because I don't think that these jobs are inherently shitty. I think that these kind of like retail customer service, like they don't have to be crummy. They end up being crummy because of a lot of the people that you either end up working with or coming into your store or, work, or sure. the people that you end up working for. But what I want to do is I want to try to list three things from each of us that were positive about working at a video game retail store or this video game retail store. 
Can I take a bong rip before I try to do that? Yes, you can. All right, I have to go pee too. Okay, we'll be right back with our answers after this break, listeners. Okay, way we're back. Thanks for sticking with us from the break, listener. I've got one quick story before we go into our three positive things. There was this one time where I was trying to sell a game to this kid, and this kid was trying it out. That was one of the big things you could do here is you could try it out on a on the console before you bought it. Any home. game. So a lot of kids would end up using this place as like an arcade. But this kid was in here with his mom, and he was standing right next to me, and I was pretty high, and I thought. I could fart next to him and have it be silent. Oh, no. Because <laughs> this was a time in my life where I'm still very much learning about my body. And I'm learning, like, what is silent? What's not silent? What can people hear? What can people smell? True. All that kind right. of stuff yeah. when you're going through high school. You're right. Yeah. And I thought that even though I could feel it come out my butt, no one could hear it. So. Oh, so you thought the, f- the sound was a feeling. Yes. Got it. So I thought I was like hearing it like in my head or something, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I understand so the vibrations fo- like in your mouth that you hear sometimes. Exactly. That, yeah. When you put a phone in your mouth and you play like music or whatever. But you're talking about a kid who's closer to your butt. I'm than talking your about an eight year old kid. I'm like six feet tall in high school and he's his head is like basically at like your belly my button butt. maybe. My okay, belly button. But, sure. Um <laughs> but so I'm so he's playing like Zach and Sticky or whatever, Zach and Wiki good name drop for the story too and zach and something or other the one the pirate and the monkey and he and i'm like okay yeah so you collect that coin you know it gets you things that you can use to power up later okay so then if you go off here to the right there's like a little bonus level and his mom was standing right there too she didn't say anything and so as i'm like so like how do you, you like the game like do you want to get it and she's like no i don't think he likes it very much i think we're gonna go i'm like oh, okay cool and i None the wiser until like reflecting on that experience and having had more fart experience. I think this counts as one of your three stories. (laughs) Yes, that was certainly a positive experience under giving being giving getting the gift to better understand your body at such a young age. Oh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, Okay. yeah. Okay. Other three positive experiences or other two. Um, okay, so for context, working here was, I would say, at the height of the console wars. Yes, And so being, being tapped into 100%. that. 100%. And when someone, oh, when someone would come up to you and be like, should I, get, should I get a PlayStation or an Xbox? I'm thinking about the Wii. And you go, no, 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 no. Here I am, secretly team PlayStation. I'm like, you don't want a Wii. It's for babies you don't want an xbox it's for bros you want a playstation a playstation is a supreme man's console so the playstation 3 can read solid state drives that from your camera and no xbox pass and no xbox that was the seller for me you didn't have to pay to play online out of the gate you could just go play with people online you could just yeah i sold so many fucking playstation 3s because i didn't have to sell them a fucking gift card to play online that oh. that parent was going to have to refill all the fucking every time every fucking month or every three yeah. months yeah yeah that i know they really made it easy on us for that um i also i don't know there was also because there was like different this was at a time when they discontinued the backwards compatible one yep and they introduced this one so that there was also this weird muddled like, okay, well you get the Xbox and it comes with these different hard drives. You can get this thing that plays HD DVD, or you can get this PlayStation that only plays PlayStation three games, but you can download PlayStation one games, or you can get this PlayStation that plays PlayStation two games and PlayStation one games and PlayStation three games, but it only has this big of a drive. And it's like in high school trying to explain that shit probably was not coherent whatsoever. And I just remember a lot of people like losing a lot of people getting into that minutia of like, because all they wanted was a fucking DVD player. And don't forget, Xboxes were red ringing, red red ringing ringing the left time. Left and right. That's yeah. true, too. Yeah. Um, okay. And third positive experience. Uh, I. <laughs> you want a bong rip? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, third positive. I don't know. I guess I got to play a lot of video games. That feels like a cop out, but. That was really like, yeah. It, I, no, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think for me, I'll give, I guess, the slightly more serious answer on the pod. Um, I would say number one was probably just like being exposed to how 
simple it is to run a business in some ways. Mm -hmm. Like what the manager had to do was stuff I felt like ultimately it wouldn't take me long to figure out. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, managing an inventory, making sure that you're buying the right games, making sure that the prices are at where they fucking should be. Didn't yeah. teach me how to start the process, like how much money you have to raise to do that. But it taught me just, all right, retail is something that is possible if you have something people want to buy. And it taught me the inverse, too, of it's easy, but you have to actually have product that wants to move. Like The biggest problem was probably the location. But more importantly was he would always buy shit that we didn't have the ability to sell. Oh, yeah. And then discount the stuff he could sell. Right, because he knew that it would move. Because he was trying, yeah, yeah. And, and he needed something. And so he was like over his skis. So just from like a picking up on how easy it is to fuck up, right? <laughs> Number two, I would say, is most likely the drug dealer, Tyrone. It's very unfortunate that his name is Tyrone, even though he was a large black man who hung out with strippers. It's just that whole, like, he is like a stereotype. He, he was a very nice man. Tyrone, if you're listening to this, fuck, connect with me on LinkedIn, dude, because you're cool. I do think I should just tell one story about him. Yeah. But it was the weirdest fucking handoff ever. We were, had our cars parked next to each other. And I had like a Hyundai Elantra or something. Like I don't know if that's even a car name, but like one you of those tiny basic, little Hyundai, basic bitch sedan, right? And he he's like, Shh, "Pop your hood, show me your show me your engine." And we did the handoff somehow this in the so mechanism genius. of lifting the car hood up. Like he put his hand there, and I put my hand there, and that's where one exchange happened, and then the other happened like essentially when the car hood went down. Right, so pot went in one hand when car went up, and car hood coming down, the money was used. So it's very just like on the side of the road. But this is high school learning that this is also possible that I can just start hanging out with a guy who will sell me super cheap, really good weed, and claim that he sold it to the Trailblazers. Like that was that was great. I loved being part of a really seedy street. Like I would have hated to do that job in a mall. I would have fucking hated it. I would not have lasted the whole time because there would have been people all the time. It was fun to essentially work for a front. And the number three is pretty fucking cursory. It's It was nice to have my own money in high school. I can buy whatever I wanted. I could have a girlfriend and actually take her out and not have to like ask for money for those to things. To pay for gas. Yeah. No, it was... That was very nice to have that. Oh, hello, hello. We have an audience now. <laughs> no, you're fine. We're we're about to wrap up here. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, you're the host. <laughs> I guess I'm the host. I'm in control. I'm piloting this sinking ship. Um, okay, so uh, I totally just like wow. We got Thanks, our three stranger. things in. We got our three things in. <laughs> we got our three. Yeah, um, and now we're being invaded by people, which is good. And a dog. Yeah, It'll probably be. There's a dad. There's Andy. And I think now it's this just it's an acknowledgement that this was recorded over the Christmas holidays. This, yeah. Um. I should ask. Is there anything that you want to plug? No. No. Okay. Not no. Uh, I want to plug this show so that I can come back and explain what it's like to hire people. Yeah, you will come back and explain what it's like to hire people on Plane Trade to. Oh, God, please don't. Okay. Okay, so I realized that it got a little um, weird and crazy wrapped up there at the end. Uh, we were recording this at Jesse's parents' house here in Portland. Um, and as he, I think he kind of alluded to, there are at his parents house uh, you know over the holidays a lot of people kind of come and go um so we were sort of like abruptly ended by his parents dog coming in and he had someone else who was coming over we really didn't have a lot of time to record this um so we kind of used up what we had and then you hear his dad come in and well you just listened to the show so um yeah, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, he does really doesn't have anything to plug. Um, you kind of heard what he had to plug there at the end. But I'll go ahead and give you, listener, my plugs. Uh, please 
Check me out on Instagram at Digital Justin. You can follow me on Twitter at Pile of Trash. As always, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Justin Ulbrich. Um, and check out my website, digitaljustin.biz. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, you know, I think in the link or in the description of the show, I'll put my link tree in there where I've got damn near everything going on. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks, listener. Listener.